so people ask me all the time, can you please introduce me to this person? And I'm generally happy to do that because I like people. If you're a good person, I'm delighted to introduce you. I mean, I have six marriages under my belt and people I introduced, many a business deal. So like, I'm happy to do it. But then people make it really hard for you. So I'll be like, yeah, just send me an email that I can forward. So they respond to my email with all of the back and forth that we had for the last three weeks. Like, how are you today? Oh, I'm good. And then they're like, they, they send something that I have to then go in and edit and start. And like, I, I always write back and I just say to them, and I put this in my first book. So I was like, maybe you should read chapter eight. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. Uh, Patrick McGinnis of PatrickMcGinnis.com. Patrick, it's great to have you on the show. Hey, it's great to be here. Thank you. Definitely super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Patrick so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. Patrick is a venture capitalist and the author of Fear of Missing Out, Practical Decision-Making in a World of Overwhelming Choice. Patrick coined the term FOMO, Fear of Missing Out, as well as the related term FOBO, Fear of a Better Option, in a 2004 article in the student newspaper of Harvard Business School. FOMO has since been added to the dictionary, and FOBO has become an increasingly popular framework to describe choice paralysis. He has been featured in the New York Times, Political, the Financial Times, The Guardian, and Inc., and gave a popular 2019 TED Talk on FOBO and decision-making that has surpassed 1.5 million views. Originally from Maine, he has visited 103 countries and now lives in NYC. Patrick, great to have you on the show. You ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am totally ready. Let's go. Let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Oh boy. Well, um, I was, uh, I was, I had a lot of FOMO in college and everybody was becoming an investment banker. And I'm from a small town in Maine. I never even knew what that was, but I knew it paid a lot of money. So I became an investment banker. I was very bad at it. Probably the, the least talented investment banker at um, JP Morgan at the time. And then um, I was gonna leave actually. And I got an opportunity to interview to be in the venture capital group, which I did do. I loved it. I thought it was really cool. I joined that group and that set me off in a path to eventually start my own business. So it's a long and winding road, but that was the beginning of my journey. Yeah, well, I appreciate you for sharing that. And I feel like, you know, most, um, you know, journeys are, are long and winding. There's probably a lot of ups and downs, potholes and, and really high highs as well, too. Um, but I, I love that you, you kind of talked about, you know, that. And I think it kind of gives us, you know, I guess, appreciation for the journey and each of the step of the process, because I think so many times we can forget that. 100%. I mean, I, I think if you had asked me at the time when I was doing these things, like I, w I kind of knew that I wasn't particularly good at being an investment banker and I didn't particularly like it, but I would have never admitted that to you, right? Because so much of my self-esteem was caught up in it. So now it's much more liberating to be like, yeah, I was, that was not the right thing. But, you know, you learn, I think, a lot in those first jobs that serves you later on. So I think it's good to just sort of, you know, recognize that maybe this isn't meant to be for you forever, but there are tangible skills you can build. And so, you know, try to focus on the good. 
Yeah. And I think it's um, definitely, I, I think empowering as well too, is some, so many times when we're not in the right lane or in the right spot or doing the right thing, that there is something that might be there. We may not necessarily, you know, hop on a podcast and say it at the time, but it's empowering to know that it is a journey. And even, you know, people that are having a tremendous amount of success go through those times where a lot of times those things that don't fit sometimes propel them into the things that do fit a lot better. 100%. And I, I got to think that also people listening, and, and I'll just tell you my own experience. Every, I mean, my friends from college who are really successful, smart, great people who, you know, went to great schools and worked at great companies and whatever, all of them, with no exceptions, have had like a massive career disaster. And, you know, several of them have had like personal things too. So there is no, I, I can't think of like anybody, well, maybe a few people, but very rare the example of somebody who doesn't like completely just like ram into a wall, um, like in a hard and painful way, even though, you know, you know, we see them now and they look like they're so successful or whatever, and they always have the plan. Um, I think it's very important. It's not that you need to do that. I mean, like, wouldn't it be nice to just succeed without failing? But it just feels like that's kind of hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. I say most of the times, if you really drill down and, and look at somebody's you know journey and and what has led them to success, it looks a lot more like a plate of spaghetti and not as probably delicious, but definitely a windy road where it goes literally you know everywhere. So um, I, I appreciate you for sharing that. And I wanted to drill down more into the business that you started in the book that you read. Could you take us through a little bit more about that and what we can kind of learn from you and how you work with the clients you work with? Yeah, sure. So, I, you know, what happened was um, I was working on Wall Street. Everything blew up in 2008. I was working at a division of AIG. And so I decided to leave. I didn't know what I was going to do. Thankfully, I'd saved a lot of money because I'm from Maine and we save in Maine. We, we like never live above our means. I was like drilled into my head as a child. So I saved and saved and saved. So I was like, hmm, I have like a decent amount of money in the bank. I can actually live for a, a decent amount of time. So I took a sabbatical. And I just kind of unwound a little bit and sort of let myself decompress from the stress of being right in the middle of financial crisis and having my stock in my company fall 97%. I mean, it was just crazy town. And so when I did that, then I came back and I was very lost because I wanted to go get another job in finance or something. But every time I would interview, I was like, oh God, I can't do this again. Like, this is just, these people are not my people and I don't like this and I'm not even that good at it. And like, this is not what I meant to do. But I didn't know what I was meant to do. And I have friends, I knew people who like were doing what they were meant to do. There's a guy, I don't know if you've ever heard of a company called Bonobos, which is this pants company, clothing company that was sold to Walmart. The founder, Andy, who's Andy Dunn, who's not somebody I'm super close with, but I knew him socially a little bit. And he was like starting this business that was reflective of who he was. And I was like, oh, Andy has sorted out, like he's cracked the, cracked the code and I'm here miserable. And so that kind of inspiration, actually, him and other people that I knew kind of convinced me that I should try to figure that out. But I didn't know what that was. And frankly, I stumbled into what was meant to be my path, which is that, you know, I started just doing side projects, investing in things, starting things on the side. Eventually, that I've done more than 20. Two of the companies I've um, been early investor in have become, you know, unicorns worth over a billion dollars. And so I've built this portfolio of investments that I've started or, or gotten involved with. Um, and I wrote a book about it called The 10% Entrepreneur, Live Your Startup Dream Without Quitting Your Day Job. And then that opened up a whole new set of things that I do, which is like speaking and writing. And I have a podcast called FOMO Sapiens. So, you know, it all started from this search to figure out like what I wanted to do with my life. And then being very experimental and treating everything like, like kind of a laboratory and diversifying my bets so that if I failed, you know, it wasn't going to be like the end of everything. And, and that's how I kind of got where I am today. 
would you consider that to be what I like to call your secret sauce? This can be for yourself personally or the business or the or a combination of everything you've been able to build. What do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Yeah, I think it's that. I think, listen, it's a combination of um, diversification, number one. Number two, being very choosy about what I do, understanding, being ruthlessly rigorous about only doing things that correspond to what I like to do and what I'm good at. So if something isn't enjoyable, I'm not going to focus on it. I'm going to avoid it. Like, I know that there's certain things I should be doing right now that are always in my inbox. Like, so, you know, that email that you never raise. <laughs> yes. I'm talking to you, Suzanne, my IP lawyer. Um, <laughs> I know you're emailing me. I know I have to do things, but I just don't enjoy it. And so I don't do them. Right. So if, so that's like a great example. Now, at the same time, if I'm not good at something, why should I be doing it? You know, it's not the highest and best use of my time. And so maybe I'm doing something because I want to build knowledge and skills and, and that's a cool way to go about things. But in general, like if you're good at something and you like it, that's where you should focus. And then finally, um, I'm good at sort of really good at uh, figuring out who I know who can help me. So I am not afraid to ask for help. I ask for help all the time. I also try to make sure that the people that help me have some sort of upside for themselves. But I just have like this kind of very, um, my brain is like a big file cabinet inside, or I guess that's a very outdated way of thinking about it. It's like some blockchain. As <laughs> <There that. you> <laughs> it's a big blockchain and encoded on all of the tokens is like what people are good at and what, and, and I know like who to call. I just, I've, I've always been really good at that. And I think as I've gotten you know more experience, I've also become less afraid of asking for help, which I used to be terrible at. And so that combination of diversification, you know, knowing what I'm good at, what I like to do, and then figuring out who can help me that that that's the trifecta that makes makes things work for me. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's huge. And obviously being able to, to kind of see that within yourself, but also see that within others and see how those pieces fit together, create those win-win scenarios is is one of the, the big things. Because I think so many times, even if you're willing to ask for help or you kind of get over that, which I think we all definitely, especially people that are givers and making an impact, you kind of struggle with you still got to make sure you're asking for the right thing and you can recognize what somebody else is able to do to so to be able to kind of blend all that together. I think that's a phenomenal recipe for a secret sauce if I say so myself. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> awesome. And so I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Oh, there are so many to choose from. What's the one I'm going to choose today? I think the one... Um, the thing that sort of makes all the trains run on time for me is I meditate 10 minutes a day. So I use an app called Oak, it has a little timer on it. And then I have a, another app called Habit Share. And I have a buddy who also meditates and we keep each other honest. If we don't check in, then we say, hey, you missed your meditation. I've been doing it for three years now um, around. And uh, it just made, it's made me a much more um, calm and focused, regulated person. Uh, it's one of these things that like, I knew it'd be good to do, but then I just never managed to do it. And now that I do do it, I notice how, what an impact it has. So I think that for anybody who wants to just sort of like keep their head together and not freak out all the time, it's a very valuable thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I imagine with it, the amount of things that you're involved in as well, too, the more that you, you know, take on and start to invest in and start to do, you probably need to lean into that even more and more and more to make sure you're, you're, you're uh, keeping the trains running, as you said so well. Yeah, I think, listen, the world is going to get crazy in the next couple of months. Right now, the world is reopening. I can feel it. I feel it myself. Like I feel the busyness and the stress coming back. And it's like a, 
I don't want that. I mean, I know what that is. And I had a break from that. It was a different type of stress, obviously, during the quarantine and all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, that was like, a, you know, just bad. But and I'm glad to be busy again. But I also, when you start to feel like you're spinning out of control, um, you have to just sort of, you have to stop. And I think that meditation is a very powerful way of kind of getting out of your head and focusing on, you know, reality and, and just breaking out of that kind of monkey mind and getting to the monk mind as my friend Jay Shetty says. So yeah, that's, that's, I think everybody like, I'm telling you, I've written a lot about this. Podcast. In fact, there's a great podcast episode I did with Jay Shetty, who, if you don't know him, is kind of this amazing, um, very huge, well-followed um, influencer kind of guy in that space. And we did two episodes that I recorded right before the quarantine, actually. It was crazy. Like, we didn't even, like, we were, we were like, what's going to happen? You know? Um, I remember it was just like, I was on the subway going to interview him and there were like nobody on the subway. And I was like, this is weird. Yeah. So anyway, um, that has just been really helpful to me. And I think, you know, if you want to learn, it's very doable. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that that aspect too, in, in having like a um, a meditation buddy, so to speak, to keep you accountable and having that back and forth to make sure that you are staying true uh, to that as well. And so I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something from your book or something you would tell a client, or it could be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you would tell your younger business self. You know what? I'm just going to, this is like, I don't know if it's a nugget, but let me just tell you something, which is um, I notice, so people ask me all the time, can you please introduce me to this person? And I'm generally happy to do that because I like people. If you're a good person, I'm delighted to introduce you. I mean, I have six marriages under my belt and people I introduced many a business deal. So like, I'm happy to do it, but then people make it really hard for you. So I'll be like, yeah, just send me an email that I can forward. So they respond to my email with all of the back and forth that we had for the last three weeks, like, how are you today? Oh, I'm good. And then they're like, they, they send something that I have to then go in and edit and start. And like, I, I always write back and I'm, I just say to them, and I put this in my first book. So I was like, maybe you should read chapter eight. Entrepreneur. <laughs> but it's sort of like, this email is not, this is not what I, I, I said. And I don't mean to be difficult, but like if I'm doing three of these a day, that's like 20 minutes of my day that are lost. And frankly, now I'm a slightly tiny bit annoyed with you. So what I would say is if you ask somebody to do a favor for you, please be extraordinarily professional and make it as easy as possible because otherwise they may just erase your email and not do it. And so I um, wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Patrick, what does being a CEO mean to you? Well, I mean, because I, I sort of work for myself and run my own thing, I think it means, you know, the ability to decide what you do, when, how, and where. So that, that's, that's it for me. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And I think that, that speaking to that, that freedom and the ability to make those decisions, and as we kind of talked about in the beginning, understanding that when you figure out what you want to do, what you want to lean into, you get to kind of create the world that you want to create in the way that you want to create it and do it, of course, where you want to have it um, is absolutely huge and empowering. So truly appreciate that definition. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you, find out about the books, the podcast, all the awesome things that you're working on. Yeah. So, well, thanks for listening. And I would say if you're intrigued and interested in learning more about how to be a part-time entrepreneur and 10% entrepreneur, as I call it, you can actually head out to, uh, there's a new, I just created an audio course at Himalaya. So go to Himalaya.com slash part-time, use the code part-time and you get, uh, I believe two weeks for free. Uh, and of course I'm super proud of it. So that was a 
Um, that was something that I always wanted to experiment with and we just did it. So that's number one. Number two is if you want to reach me or find me, you can go to patrickmcginnis.com. I'm on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis. Go to fomosapiens.com, which is the podcast uh, website and check out the show there. Tons of great interviews with you know, everybody from Andrew Yang to Blake Mykoski, the founder of Tom's, to Stacy, who's founded Stacy's Pita Chips, um, to many others. So check it out and, um, and uh, yeah, we'll be in touch. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I truly appreciate that, Patrick. We will have the links and information in the show notes as well, too. I love, you know, that experimentation piece and how you remind us of how important that is. So many times we think that we have to wait for it, but really the action that we take and the experiments that we have are really what are going to ultimately lead us to where we want to be. So thank you so much for embodying that and reminding us of that, of course. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.